and welcome to Enter the Glory Zone with me, Dr. Edith Davis, on 94.1 FM Wave 94. Spiritual believers and listeners, once again, I say that 2020 is going to be a spectacular year. Yes, right now we're in the valley. Yes, right now we have trials and tribulations, but I guarantee you this, we will see signs and wonders and miracles this year. 5,780 is the year of the Jewish calendar. We will see signs, wonders, and miracles. Spiritual believers and listeners, Daddy God, Abba Father, Yuevahe, has asked me to do a book called, hmm, here we go, How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. That's right. How to Divorce Prove Your Marriage. And I am going to dedicate some time on Enter the Glory Zone to specifically share all the golden nuggets, all the words of wisdom, all the impartations that Daddy God Yuhe Vahe gave me to help everyone to divorce proof their marriage I was married for almost 30 years and it was tumultuous from the very beginning and I learned a very va- some very valuable lessons but the most important lessons I learned was after the divorce that's when God started teaching me about supernatural sex. I said, Lord, I needed this when I was married. So now I want to share some of these golden nuggets, some of these words of wisdom that Daddy God Yuhe Vahe shared with me so that everyone, everyone who is married will never ever have to have a divorce after listening and hopefully reading the book How to Divorce Proof Your Marriage. So, let's start off with some of the most important things that the Lord taught me. Daddy God, Yuhei Vahe, Lord God, Christ Jesus, and Lord God, Holy Spirit, Ruha Kadash, after I was in divorce court. And just want to say up front, the man that I married was a great person, a great man, and I would have never married him. So what happened? I'll tell you what happened. Satan happened. Spiritual believers and listeners, one of the first things that I learned was that no one tells anyone when they're getting married that they have an adversary, that they have an enemy that hates mankind with a passion and hates marriage even more. Why? Why does Satan hate marriage so more, so much? Because it is an express image of the one and only true God. And what do I mean by that? When God created mankind, he created 
male mankind, which was Adam, and then he created female mankind, which later her name became Eve. But prior to the fall, the female Adam and the male Adam had the same name. When Daddy God Yue Vahe came to walk with them in the cool of the day to discuss all the wondrous things they had done that day in the Garden of Eden, he called them both Adams. And notice, Satan, Lucifer, a.k.a. Satan, showed up as soon as the female Adam was placed in the garden with the male Adam. Why? Because when you have a man and a woman, a husband and a wife, who come together as one with Christ Jesus at the center of their marriage, there's nothing that they can't do. They could literally recreate planet Earth. They could literally make the whole planet like a garden of Eden, which was the original intention of God. Daddy God, you hey, vai, hey. So, the first thing we need to understand is we have an adversary. We have a enemy when it comes to marriage. And he, Satan, a.k.a. Lucifer, comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes to steal the word of God, which is the life source of the marriage. He's here to kill your dreams of a beautiful, passionate, loving relationship. And he's here to destroy your identity in God, in Christ Jesus. Oh, yes, we have an enemy. So you say to yourself, wow, why didn't any of these idiosyncrasies, these, once again, when we get into court, irreconcilable differences come after the marriage. Why? First of all, we need to understand when you are dating, you are dating your husband's representative. You are dating your wife's representative. Well, what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that both parties are at their very best. They are basically dressed well, smelling good, talking good. Everything is good. As a matter of fact, during the courtship, that's the most most men ever talk. They'll get on the phone and talk to the woman for hours. Matter of fact, I never forget my first love and I, we talked so much we fell asleep on the phone. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It is glorious. Those representatives. So what can we do to divorce proof our marriage so that we don't marry the representative? We marry the real deal. Well, I'm just going to tell you what I've been talking to God about. I told God that I wanted an arranged marriage. You know, I used to look at a lot of my Indian friends, my friends from India, and they have a lot of arranged marriages. And I would say, wow, that's kind of bad. You don't get to pick your husband. But one of the, or you don't get to pick your wife. But one of the things that's interesting about this particular arranged 
marriage custom in the Indian and in some of the Indians population is that they check out the entire family line. They check out the mother, the father, the grandparents, the great grandparents. They go through the entire lineage of the spouse to their daughter or their son. And why is that so important? The reason why that is important is because you can tell about certain bents in the family line. Now, I did catch on to this in the beginning, just before I got married. I noticed that on my, my husband's side of the family, that all his uncles were either widows or divorced and they were on their second wives, right? So in some cases, the first wives died or in the second case, the first wives were divorced. So I did catch this a little too late, but I did catch it. And I always said to myself, whoever my son or my daughter decides to marry, I am going to insist that they go spend at least two, maybe three weeks with their spouse's family. And whatever you see going on in that household, now first week they'll be really nice, but by that seven, second week they should be slipping a little bit. And by that third week you should be seeing some real interesting things in that household. Why is that important to you? Because whatever you see in that household, there's a strong, strong, strong possibility you will see those same traits from your future spouse in your house. So I have asked the Father, and I have asked my Lord Christ Jesus and my Lord God, Holy Spirit, to give me an arranged marriage. I want it arranged by the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want them to pick my spouse. Why? Because they already know what I like, but I can't see what they will be a year from now, 10 years from now, 30 years from now. But God knows, and he's going to pick someone that is compatible, that is designed for you. I almost said the words make you complete, but that's incorrect. You should be a whole person when you marry your spouse. And they should be a whole person. And you should definitely deal with all the baggage of your life. And what do I mean by that? We are all wounded souls. We have all probably had rejection, have been treated cruelly. Um, unfavorably. We've all had things that have happened to us that have not been so pleasant, but we also had some great things happen to us, some good things happen to us. But we all have a wounded soul and wounded souls manifest hurt in many different ways. And in many cases, many spouses think that their spouse is going to heal their wounded souls. But the only one that can heal your souls, sweethearts, out there in the listening audience, is Christ Jesus. 
is Daddy God, Yuhei is Lord God, Holy Spirit. So whatever is wounded, I, I strongly recommend that the individuals do a spiritual retreat by themselves and a spiritual retreat with their future spouse. Number one. So, recognize that you have an adversary. Recognize that you have an enemy. And this enemy will infiltrate any and everything in your household to tear apart your marriage. And what do I mean by that? What I mean is this. We, mankind, humankind, we are a tripart being we have a body, which everybody can see. We have a soul, which everybody can feel sometimes from our emotional realm or from our will, our will, right? Yes. And we have a spirit. The spirit is the most powerful and the most potent of the tripart entity, of the tripart being. And this spirit is critical in developing the world that you have around you. It is called the spiritual heart. So this spirit is critical. And so when you get married, you're marrying the body, the soul, and the spirit. So the other important thing that I learned from the Father, from Christ Jesus, the Son, and from Lord God, Holy Spirit, was why does God not want us to have sex prior to marriage? And the reason why the Lord does not want us to have sex prior to marriage is because it is a covenant. When you have sex with an individual, it is a covenant that you have established with that individual. And if you are not intending to be with that individual for the rest of your life, you've already had a covenant exchange. It's not just physical fluids that are being exchanged between the man and the woman. There's also emotional soul ties that are being established. There are also spiritual things that are going on. This is where I learned about supernatural sex, which I will talk about in a later broadcast. But it is critical because you, if you are having sex with your future spouse, I say stop right now. Don't have any more. Repent. It's not the end of the world, but it's going to have definite repercussions on your marriage. I'm just telling you. So, no sex prior to marriage. And if you are having sex with your future spouse, stop it now. Repent. And go on a spiritual retreat. Get with Daddy God, you have Get with Lord God, Christ Jesus. Get with Lord God, Holy Spirit. Find out what your holy destiny is. Get your directors. And then you should go on a spiritual retreat with your spouse. Of course, separate rooms. 
Okay? But I'll get into more detail later the impact and the significance of having sex prior to marriage. Now, I am divorced and I am not having sex with anyone until I get married. Period. Why? Because now my eyes have been opened and I can see. And I want the best that God has for me. Okay? So, the other important thing that God showed me about how to divorce-proof your marriage is making sure that you have God's approval on your spouse and that you should first come in alignment with your future spouse on the spiritual realm first. That means you need to couple with your spouse on the spiritual realm. And what does that mean, Dr. Davis? Does that mean we have to go to the same church, be a part of the same denomination? Maybe, but it's more it's much deeper than that. Spiritual believers connecting on the spiritual realm means that you both both believe in the one and only true Savior, Christ Jesus. That you both are sold out to Christ Jesus and are about our Father's business. Spiritually connected means that you are in one accord on the Word of God. And whatever the Word of God says, that's what you agree with. Right? And not only do you say it in words, but you walk it out in your life. Now, am I perfect? No. Is your future spouse going to be perfect? No. But guess who is perfect? Christ Jesus. And as long as you have him in the center of your marriage, you are well on your way to divorce proofing your marriage. So, yes, you connect first in, on the spiritual level. You are a tripart being. You connect on the spiritual level. Second coupling occurs on the soul level. This is, it makes me think of the Brownies, Elizabeth Barrett Browning and her husband, and how they wrote these magnificent love poems to each other. You know, the soul realm is, this is where people get in trouble on the internet. They get tied into a person on the soul level. The soul level is the mind, the will, and the emotions. The mind, the will, and the emotions. So on the soul realm, it is very critical that you are connected properly in the soul realm after you have coupled on the spiritual realm. So what do I mean by on the soul realm? I mean that you need to be like-minded. You need to be intellectually paired properly. You need to be your will in alignment with the Father's will, 
right? Which is the will of Christ Jesus, which is the will of the Lord God, Holy Spirit, your will, your spouse's will, the Father's will, Christ Jesus' will, Lord God, Holy Spirit will should be one. Next, emotional realm. Emotions are wonderful if they are handled the proper way. Emotions are the rocket fuel. Emotions are the fuse that lights off the dynamite of faith. In particularly the emotion, or really this is the emotion of happiness, but in the spirit realm, it is called the fruit of joy. Joy surpasses happiness because happiness is dictated by circumstances and joy is dictated by the supernatural. It is comes straight from the throne of God. And no matter if everything around you is not joyous, you can still walk in joy and you will rock the earth with your joy. Oh yes, joy is critical to your marriage. Joy is critical to your marriage. So, you couple with your spouse on the spiritual realm. You couple with your spouse on the what? On the natural realm, on the soul realm, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And then last but not least, you couple on your wedding night and for the rest of your marriage on the physical realm, the body, the bones, and the blood. Yes, you couple with your spouse in the physical realm. It is very important to understand that both couples need to couple in the physical realm. Men, in particularly, need sex for a specific reason. And part of that is their gateway to their emotional realm to open up to their spouses. And females need sex in order to feel safe and secure and one with their husband. And they should not have sex with anyone else after marriage. Why? Adultery is death to a marriage. Now, some marriages have been able to survive and even thrive after an adulterous affair by one or both spouses. However, in order to survive it, you have to be truly repentant and ask the Holy Spirit, ask Lord Christ Jesus, ask Lord God, Daddy God, you have to heal your wounded soul and to restore trust back into the marriage. And that is critical. For the marriage to be a success and to be divorce proof. But the best thing to do is not to have an affair to begin with. So let's talk about this a little briefly and I'm going to get more into it later. Why is, why is adultery such a common thing? Oh, if you look at the um, monarchs like such as England and 
where they have the kings and, and the queens and, and all these different... Adultery is common practice in many cases. And the reason why adultery is common practice is because we are human and we hurt each other. And we have, once again, an enemy. We have what? An adversary. So, basically... The minute you have your first major fight with your spouse, which conflict is inevitable, but it can be a good conflict. And I'll talk about that another time. Also, how to have healthy, good conflict that will draw you closer together instead of pulling you apart. I'm also going to talk about sex and money. There is a reason why prostitution is one of the oldest professions in mankind. There's a direct linkage between money and sex. I'll talk about that also. But let's get back to why. Why is this so important? So, you know, the minute you have an argument with your spouse or you have a big blow up with your spouse, you are going to be attacked. Why? Because you have an enemy, an adversary. His name is Satan, a.k.a. Lucifer, the most one of the most intelligent, used to be the one of the most intelligent angels in heaven was Around was one of the angels who actually was over worship music. That's why you see so much power and wealth in the music industry and how powerful music is. In ancient times, they didn't have anesthesia. And what they did was they played music when they performed surgery. But anyway, back to what happens. So immediately, Satan is going to either send your old boyfriend or your old girlfriend or a new friend who is extremely sympathetic towards you. Don't fall for it. Don't fall in the trap. Don't fall for the bait. It's to destroy your marriage. And what happens is is that the enemy doesn't show you and if you have children the destruction that happens to the children the enemy doesn't show you the destruction they have to all the relationships that you built together the enemy doesn't show you how your finances are just torn to shreds oh the enemy doesn't show you what could have been if you had stood your grounds and not caved in and had the blessed marriage that God ordained for you to have from the beginning of time. So what you want to do is you want to be on alert that there is going to be someone coming in your pathway once you have a major fight with your spouse. And what should you do to divorce Proof your marriage is avoid them at all costs and focus on yourself and figure out what was in you that triggered such a reaction and remember why you married your spouse. And the spouse, the, your spouse should be doing the same thing. And then you're going to come together 
and you're going to talk this through and you're going to figure this out and you're going to say we are committed. Don't even say the word divorce in the house. Words have power. Words have power. So, once you do that, then you're going to have supernatural sex. But we'll talk about that later. So, you want to make sure that you understand, number one, you have an enemy, an adversary. His name is Satan, a.k.a. Lucifer, right? Two, that you need to make sure that you couple with someone that God has ordained for you to be with from the beginning of time, from the spiritual level first, the soul level second, and last but not least, the physical level third. Because we are all tripart beings. Third, you need to make sure that you have Jesus in the center of your marriage and that when you have your first fight, do not, do not entertain anyone else in the discussion about your disagreement with your spouse. And that includes your family, mothers, mother-in-laws, sisters, brothers, best friends. Stay, keep them out. Get with Christ Jesus, Daddy God, you hey, Lord God, Holy Spirit, and oh, our Lord and Savior Christ Jesus. Get with them. Ask for wisdom. Immediately ask for wisdom. Ask for insight. Ask for understanding. Ask for knowledge. Ask for the Spirit of the Lord and the quick understanding and the fear of the Lord. That's what you need to ask for. Ask for the spirit of might. Ask for the spirit of counsel. Ask for the spirit of discerning of spirits. And then wait patiently on God to show you what to do. And ask God to give you favor and mercy with your spouse. And recognize that your marriage is bigger than you and your spouse. It impacts your children. It impacts your future grandchildren. It impacts your community. It impacts the state, the nation, the world. We will continue this broadcast on how to divorce proof your marriage. And I want to make sure that I close this broadcast with Roman 10 9. If you profess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Christ Jesus was born, died and was buried and rose again and sits at the right hand of the Father and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, you are saved. Thank you for joining me once again on Enter the Glory Zone on 94.1 FM. Wave 94.